How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Guess what, you guys? Tom Brady's stealing our ideas. It happened. It's happening all over the place. Someone from Tom Brady's radio show slash podcast stealing our version of connecting with you as listeners. We call it Ask Amy Anything. It's part of our hump show, which is this show. Eek! Middle show of the work week. Let's go. Oh, wait. I just stole that from Tom Brady's show. (laughs) Actually, I don't think he has the patent. But the name of his show is Let's Go. And would you believe he took questions from listeners for his latest edition of Let's Go? He's answering random questions from listeners. Um, where have we heard that before? Where did he get that idea? Next question. Uh-huh. Wow. I knew our show and Ask Amy Anything, our favorite feature, was popular. But I didn't know that Tom Brady was going to pilfer it. Now that he's into media almost full-time, this is pretty much it for him, right? A radio show, a podcast, until he jumps into the Fox TV booth, this is what he's got. And so would you believe... Listeners are asking him random questions. I don't suppose they'd be so bold and brash as to call it Ask Tom Anything. But he was asked about, you know, the thermostat in his home. 71. Same same thing over here at the Grays. 71. I uh, know. At night, I like it about 66. Nice and cold. Really cold. Like a polar bear. <laughs> really cold. Not quite. That's a... Uh... That's about what John Madden used to keep the bus, about 62. Did he? Wow, that's cold. Tom Brady, along with his friend Jim Gray, on Sirius XM and FL Radio in his show Let's Go, asking, answering, they're going back and forth, questions from listeners. You guys, we did it first. I just want you to know. And if you'd like, you can ask me my ideal temperature in the house, but I'm pretty sure we've answered that question before. 71? That's really warm, actually. My house during the daytime, now it may change when others are involved. When I have people visiting, my dog sitter, she likes the same temp as Tom Brady. She also prefers 71, which to me is super hot. So I keep the daytime temperature around 65, 66. If there's sunshine and it's shining in the windows, 65. 
at night. In fact, the other night I forgot to turn the heat back on. And so I got home and it was 60 in the house. So at night, well, and for me, I sleep during the daytime, at least during the week. Right now it's 63, 64 when I'm sleeping with seven blankets. It's amazing. I like sleep a polar bear. so much better like a polar bear. Tom, I thought so highly of you until now. Just admit it. Just admit that you stole our idea. Sorry. Ask Tom anything. It just doesn't have the same ring. Nah. I suppose imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Oft imitated, never duplicated. Ask Amy anything. It's the Hump Show. You guys have a couple hours to send your questions. We already see a lively exchange on both our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, as well as our Facebook page. If you haven't ever done this before, well, it's super easy. Just stick your toe in the water. You'll be fine. <laughs> unless of wow, course, that's cold. Unless, of course, the water is 62. Uh, and then I would recommend not sticking your toe in for very long. Um, but we've got the bright orange box up on our show Twitter. I did retweet as well as our Facebook page. You cannot miss it. Bright orange. Unless you're colorblind and then you just read the words, ask Amy anything. Man, I feel like it's almost a throwback now because we've been using the same icon for 10 years. Should it be upgraded at any point, Producer Jay? I kind of feel like that's your area of expertise. Do you I think it would be that. a... What? I'm not sure how to do that. You don't know how to do graphics? No. Of any sort? Not really. Don't you always put up some type of a photo with our podcast? I didn't make that photo. I know that because I predate you on the show. I actually go back 11 years on the show. You only go back 10 years or two years on the show. So yeah, I know that you didn't do it. We've been doing Ask Amy Anything a lot longer than you've been here. But thank you for pointing that out. Uh, we might, I guess I'll find someone else who can do a new box, new graphic. Uh, it's kind of a throwback. And it's a little oldish. Old school. Not that old school is bad. So send your questions to either Twitter or Facebook. And we will get to that in the middle hour. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. It was a quiet night in sports, which is actually kind of fun because we get to... Uh, Almost like the middle of summer, right? The dog days of summer or that week of the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. We get to have fun, wander around, take the scenic route. And it's a perfect night to welcome back one of our favorite guests, Jesse Bradley. He's a former pro soccer goalie. He resides in Seattle where he is a pastor and a speaker and an author. This is not a joke. I, <laughs> I thought it was actually when I got his text message. At 5 o'clock Eastern time this morning. I'm sorry, did I say Eastern time? 5 o'clock Pacific time, 8 o'clock Eastern time this morning. So I was getting ready for bed, and I saw a text message pop up from him. And I thought, wait a minute, it's 5 o'clock in the morning. But he was getting ready to do a TV appearance. And so he was awake, and he was guzzling coffee, and he was doing TV Hours and hours and hours ago. And yet, he's going to jump on our show as well. I don't know if he's had a nap. I just know that we will welcome him at the top of next hour. And Thanksgiving is on the horizon. And so, with a brand new book that he's released called The Power of the Second Thought. I don't know what that means. We will ask him. The Power of the Second Thought. He's doing a press tour. He's doing a lot of media. He's doing TV and radio interviews. 
And he always does include lessons from his days as a former soccer goalie, pro goalie. So he played internationally. And now he's writing, and he's speaking, and he's leading, and he's always inspiring. And so Jesse Bradley back on the show after hours here on CBS Sports Radio with no NBA games, of course, no baseball games, obviously no NFL games. Instead, and there were a handful of hockey games. Instead, it was about elections, election night results, and an opportunity for us as Americans to exercise that privilege. Man, there was a really long line in my town. I mean, out the door long line in my town. I hope that you all managed to get to vote when you didn't have to wait in line. So we're not going to talk much about elections, but I hope you rock the vote. (laughs) I put that on Twitter earlier, (laughs) and then I realized that was also a throwback and old school because people don't rock the vote anymore. (laughs) Our phone number is 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. We didn't have any college football games on Tuesday night, but what we did have is the latest college football playoff rankings And Ohio State is still number one. Remember, these are conversation starters. These are not set in stone teams that will participate in the playoffs. But the top eight are unchanged from a week ago. Here's the fun part, though. And if you don't know who the top eight are, again, it's it's not all that significant. Because every week, according to the College Football Playoff Committee, they start fresh. So they don't base their rankings on the previous week. Instead, they start fresh every single week. And they look at the resumes of each of these teams. And right now, we have five teams that are 9-0. and And then what feels like a myriad of teams that are one loss. But it's actually not as many as you think. So 8-1, then 7-2. and And as you go on down through the rankings... The most that you'll see in the top 25 is three losses. There's a couple of teams in there that have three losses. That includes LSU, just falling at Alabama last weekend. It includes Arizona. Includes Notre Dame, who's lost three games, but has won seven. But your top five are all undefeated. And the rankings remain the same. Ohio State one, Georgia two, Michigan, Florida State Washington, that's your top five. And then Oregon, Texas, Alabama. And so the issue, of course, is that regardless of how big your win, you can't really move up. Or it would take quite a movement of the mountain to move up if you're, say, Alabama. And even Texas, thinking about Texas against Kansas State and the game that went into overtime last weekend, Alabama over LSU, but not going to move up because you've got a log jam ahead of you. But we do have a couple of teams this week that are in the top five that will face high-ranked opponents. So the Georgia Bulldogs, two-time defending champions, they host the ninth-ranked team, Ole Miss. So that's number two, hosting number nine. And then Michigan on the road, to take on Penn State, who's the number 10 ranked team. So despite seeing some performances that weren't dominant and weren't super convincing, the top eight has remained the same. 
So we'll see how things might change next week. But again, the big deal right now is just that these are conversation starters and they're not your final four, your final rankings. Those are obviously subject to change. College football is getting closer to expansion and I keep wondering how it's going to look when we get there. Whether or not it's the rich getting richer, whether or not there might actually be fresh blood. And I guess to that point, you you would have new teams in there simply because you're opening it up to more teams. But I don't know that it's not still going to be teams all or more than likely the majority of the time from Power 5 conferences. And whether or not you still have separation, the top four, the top five. The fun part about sports, though, is that if they step on the field together, there's always the possibility for an upset. So let's play it out. And college football can be fairly chaotic. So to that end, an expanded playoff could be fun if we get chaos. I'm always rooting for chaos. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Speaking of chaos, it becomes more and more chaotic and more and more confusing convoluted. Oh, these are all C words. I like it. In this whole Michigan controversy, now the school has sent documents to the Big Ten accusing other schools trying to pilfer, steal, decipher the Wolverine signals last year. So you know that Michigan is under fire, or if you haven't heard, Michigan is under fire and even got a notice of disciplinary action. Now, this is under its sportsmanship policy, so we're not talking about legal. We're not talking about recruiting violations, those types of things. I don't know whether violations of the sportsmanship policy could result in disciplinary action or could result in things like being banned from postseason, being banned from bowls, loss of scholarships. These are the types of things you see depending upon how extreme the recruiting violations. And gosh, it's these days pretty hard to violate recruiting regulations because it just it's the wild, wild west. But I digress. So the Big Ten recently reached out to Michigan and indicated to the school that under the sportsmanship policy, there could possibly be disciplinary action against the Wolverines for reportedly stealing signs of other opponents and not just trying to steal the signs, but sending school employees to other games and other stadiums for the express purpose of stealing signs. But now Michigan is saying, we've got proof that other schools were trying to steal our signs. So if you're going to come after us, well, then you should know we've been a victim, quote unquote, too. All right, so again, this is according to the document and and through sources, obviously. The document's not been made public. But three other schools, Rutgers, Ohio State, 
That's a big deal if you think about their annual rivalry. Rutgers, Ohio State, Purdue. And it was Purdue and Michigan in the Big Ten Championship game last winter that they received offensive signals and defensive signals from other schools. And they were allowed to use them. Purdue was allowed to use them in that Big Ten Championship game. Or... I guess Purdue had them available for the Big Ten Championship game. So, again, Michigan is now turning around and accusing other schools of stealing signs and using those in the Big Ten Championship and getting them from Rutgers and Ohio State. So, hey, two can play that game, apparently. It's kind of crazy, and here's why it's such a murky gray area. Because the Big Ten doesn't know. We don't know if signal sharing or sign stealing violates any specific Big Ten rules or NCAA rules, but then there's this sportsmanship policy umbrella that could come into play. Gosh, it's, again, such a great area. Really uncharted territory. Again, Michigan is reportedly been told by the Big Ten that there could be discipline under the sportsmanship policy. And that that's because, largely, you aren't supposed to be scouting before games in person. And that's that's standard for college sports. So I know from my time in college basketball, one reason that coaches love tournaments, in-season tournaments, or even NCAA tournaments, but one reason they enjoy going to tournaments and say uh, the holiday seasons or you know various invitationals is because you can actually scout in person. If you're in the building, if you're in a tournament, then you can scout your opponents in person. Otherwise, you cannot send members of your coaching staff, you cannot send school employees to go scout off campus at another game. That's always been against the rules. So Michigan right now is accused of having an employee buy tickets to go to games in other stadiums and attempt to get a leg up by stealing signs, by watching what's unfolding on the sidelines. But when it comes to stealing signals in person, meaning it's your opponent, you can steal them in the heat of the action, there's not a rule against that. So again, murky, kind of gray area, But another part of college sports that they're trying to address now, and it wasn't that long ago that we were talking about this in Major League Baseball, right? Baseball rules do not prevent teams from stealing signs organically, meaning there's a runner on second base. Oh, like the gimmicky runner on second base in the extra innings. There's a runner on second base. If he can see what the catcher is doing from his perspective at second base, 
and he can decipher signals between the pitcher and the catcher, or if someone in the dugout is watching what the third base coach is doing or what the managers are doing and can figure out the signals just because he he sees them more than once, can connect those signals to what happens in the next pitch or the next at bat. Well, that's one thing. If you're smart enough to figure out signs while you're in the arena, while the game is going on, that's fine. What baseball has said is illegal is using electronics and technology to steal signs. And, of course, trash cans. Because apparently that's outlawed as well. And it's a little bit different for the NCAA. There are no rules about stealing signs when you're in the arena. But you can't go scout off campus. And does this employee who buys tickets at other games. Now, he bought tickets, so he was there not on a press pass. He wasn't sneaking in. He he bought a ticket. But if Michigan sent him to go steal signs, well, then that's kind of an end around, if you will, from this this rule. So, yeah, it's it's convoluted and it's complicated, but Michigan's fighting back, and I'm sure you're not surprised by that. Top eight in the rankings remain the same. As in yawn emoji. On Twitter, after hours CBS, you can send your questions for Ask Amy Anything. Not Ask Tom Anything. That's a different show and he stole it. Uh, Also on our Facebook page. We haven't heard the voice of Craig Council yet explaining why he eschewed offers from, I love that word, the Mets and the Brewers to take the job with the Cubs. There's only been speculation, though he has issued a statement on, hmm, uh, I guess he issued a statement to the paper, the local paper, but we haven't heard his voice yet. What we have heard is the voice of Jed Hoyer, the Cubs boss, who plucked Craig Council from the clutches of the Mets and the Brewers, and in doing so, had to fire his own manager to make way for Craig Council. So he explains that decision. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Thanks for hanging out with us. It's our hump show here on CBS Sports Radio. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash... 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies and the rankings of beach style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Being in a small market and being a consistent winner and having a a good competitive team every year that um, 
it's either in the playoffs or, or you know we missed it by one game last year. Um, it's tough to do, and, and he's a huge reason why this place is, is like that now, and he's built a great culture here. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. The voice of Christian Yelich, longtime brewer, who now will be waiting to see what happens with the managerial spot vacated by one Craig Council. And this did catch Major League Baseball by surprise. If you weren't paying attention the last couple of days, I mean, this really sent shockwaves throughout the sport because Craig was expected to be choosing between either the Mets, who have money coming out their noses, uh, and their ears and other orifices, uh, or going back to the Brewers, which is not quite his hometown, but pretty darn close. And he's had great success there, and he's beloved there. His contract was up. He wanted to raise the level of pay. He wanted to raise the level of compensation for managers across the board uh, because of his time with the union as a player. That was really important to him. So not a surprise that he was potentially hitting two teams against each other or that he was waiting for the the bids to come in. But then the Cubs swoop in under cover of night and lure him away with a contract that pays him $8 million per year. It's more than double what he was making with the Brewers and nearly double what Terry Francona was making last season with the Guardians, and he was the highest-paid manager in the game. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Council himself spoke to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Haven't heard his voice yet. He hasn't been introduced yet. But he tried to explain his decision to bolt to the division rival, the, the Cubs, because he wanted a new professional challenge. Quote, I think as I was going through this process, it became clear that I needed and wanted a new professional challenge. At the same time, I'm grateful to be part of Milwaukee's community, and that's going to continue, hopefully, because it has nothing to do with baseball, that part of it. I'm looking forward to being part of a new community and hopefully impact our community well, too. But as I went through it, it just became clear that I needed a new challenge. And... He goes on to say that Chicago's close to home. It's not that far away, which it is. I've done the drive from Milwaukee to Chicago before. It's not that far away. And obviously, it doubled his previous salary. He was asked by the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel how important it was for him to reset the market for manager salaries. We hear this question given a lot to pitchers or even to quarterbacks. He said, I just wanted the market to decide that's it. He also said this has nothing to do with the Brewers or with any type of relationship that was strained or was fractured. He said, really, this was about him wanting a new challenge and it was a good opportunity because it was not that far from home. So that's his part of it. What about the Cubs and Jed Hoyer, who had to sit and explain why he chose to fire David Ross and bring on counsel. He's always someone I've admired so much. I mean, going back to 2017, um, his teams every single year uh, overachieved. Uh, I love the style of baseball they played. And um, it 
felt from afar like there was there was no weakness as a manager. It's high praise coming from Jed Hoyer, who is the president of baseball ops for the Cubs. He did say it was a very hard decision to fire David Ross, who was part of them winning the World Series. But he called this move to council the best one for the fan base. Passionate fan base for the Cubs on the north side of Chicago. But yeah, to let go of David Ross, someone who meant so much to the organization, and to do it so suddenly, it's a shock still. My job is really to Cubs fans. My job is to the organization, and I have a responsibility to the Ricketts, and I view that as my duty, you know, that um, when I have something that I believe will help us win more games short-term and more games long-term, I feel like I have to do that. That There's a lot of people that devote a lot of their life to the Cubs. There's a lot of people that spend a lot of money to watch the Cubs and do things with the Cubs, and, like, that's my job. And sometimes, oftentimes, it means making really hard decisions, but that's why... I'm in this role. And when I, if I don't feel that way, I shouldn't be in this position. Sounds a lot like a Bill Belichick. I got to do whatever I have to do to make the organization better. My responsibility is to the organization. We heard that recently from Portland as well. Or from Houston with Nick Casario, the general manager there of the Texans. I've got to do what's best for the organization. And that meant for the Texans waiting until they got an offer that they couldn't refuse from the Cleveland Browns to trade Deshaun Watson. Remember, they kept him on the roster and paid him for an entire year until they got the deal they wanted. Same thing with Portland. And ultimately, it wasn't to send Damian Lillard to Miami because that's they didn't get what they wanted. The reports were that they wanted Tyler Hero and obviously other players in a package. And Miami, I guess, decided not to let him go or didn't like the number of players that they felt like they'd have to give up in order to get Dame. And so they never did come to an agreement. And ultimately, what was best for Portland was sending him to Milwaukee, which, by the way, it's been a pretty rocky beginning to that relationship. Not that it can't work out, but only that it's not instant magic, if you will. It's not love at first sight. Oh, because love is in Miami. (laughs) Kevin, that is. (laughs) Sometimes I'm an idiot, but sometimes I'm really funny. (laughs) So you hear that from various general managers, and obviously their job is to make the team better. And I understand it's a cutthroat business. There's no job security. It's not as though David Ross was guaranteed anything, though the owner of the Cubs, the Ricketts, uh, you hear him mention the Ricketts, they did come out in early October and say... David's our guy. Well, he was their guy until Craig Council was their guy, and then they had a new guy. That's sports. It's not the only industry that's as cutthroat, but that is definitely sports. Now, David Stearns had already made the jump to the Mets from the Brewers, and so there was a lot of talk that because of that tie and that working relationship between he and Council, that Council would pick New York because there'd be kind of a soft place to land, not to mention the money. And so Stearns was reacting on Tuesday. I didn't see that coming. Um, you know, I'll say, look, I, I love Craig. Um, and and uh, Craig and I are, are going to be close, um, hopefully, for, for a long time. Um, I think he's very good at what he does. And uh, throughout this whole process, um, you know, what I told Craig is, is he needs to make the right choice for himself. Yeah, but he was surprised, too. 
He actually said it was never a guarantee that he was going to come to New York, but we certainly thought that was a possibility. And the word shock has been tossed around a ton. All right. On Twitter, After Hours CBS. Also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You can send your questions for Ask Amy Anything. Producer Jay, I hate to break it to you. There are still wedding questions coming in. Oh, I know we're going to have to make another wedding video before the date. So. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to do a holiday slash wedding edition. Uh, and if you've missed it, there are two videos out there. We couldn't even get it into one. Ask Amy walks down the aisle. Uh, and so, yeah, those are on YouTube if you're dying to know or if you've missed them before. Check out the YouTube channel named after the show. But Jay is still collecting wedding questions. They're still coming in. Uh, I suppose after the fact, they won't be wedding questions. They'll be marriage questions. But people, some people think I've already gotten married. I've, I've like, seen that. Yeah, somebody asked me, how is my, and this is on Twitter, I believe, how is my cat adjusting to life with a new dog? Well, I don't know because the wedding's not for another five weeks. So, I'll let you know. Yeah, I'll let you know when the cat and the dog are together, but right now they're not. So we got to do like a one or two month post video also. Is that what's happening oh, here? Oh, could you imagine? Let's hope that married life is good for the first couple of months. Otherwise, <laughs> that could be tough. No video. I've said, Pat Boyle's here in studio. Uh, Pat, this is my big fear. I've said this multiple times. I've lived alone for nearly 25 years. Mm. And I like living alone. It's yeah. my choice to live alone. I don't want to deal with people when I have to deal with people. <laughs> Does that make sense? No, because of my schedule, but also because I like my space. It gives me solitude. And now I'm about to share that. We're, how's, we gotta, how's the dog? I feel like we got a blended family. We're going to have two dogs and a cat and two humans. So it's going to be it's going to be a lot. <laughs> and there's going to be some concessions, probably more so by oh, your husband than you. You think? Yes. Oh, well, thank you, Pat. I think that's a compliment, or maybe it's not supposed to be. <laughs> I don't know the guy, but. <laughs> but he thinks the sun and the moon rise and set with me. No, I'm just kidding. He's not that delusional. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's going to be an adjustment. I, I've It's been a long time. I'm, I've readily admitted to him he's going to have to give me some grace and patience. It's going to be. <laughs> but he's still around. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. It's a touchdown Tuesday on After Hours. Firing for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown. Takes it himself to the pylon. One man to beat 10. He's gone. They throw in the end zone. Cut. Touchdown. Made a guy miss. He's inside the five. He's to the three to one. Tom Stokes. Southern Southing into the end zone. Touchdown. To cast your vote for the TD of the week, head to at After Hours CBS on Twitter or give us a call at 855-212-4227. The Philadelphia Eagles. First and 10. They're at the Cowboys 29. Hurts back again. He steps up. He's looking. He is going deep. And it is caught. It is caught down the far side of the field. It is Devontae Smith for a touchdown. That's skinny Batman. And the Eagles take the lead. That's skinny Batman. The Kansas City Chiefs. Second and seven for the Dolphins at the Kansas City 30. Chiefs lead 14 to nothing. They'll throw it in the near side. Tyreek Hill hit right in the stomach. Fumbles the ball. Picked up by Kansas City. Tyreek Hill with the catch and a fumble recovery up the sideline. Here comes Bank. It's it. Brian Cook. 10, 5, touchdown. Kansas City. Mike Edwards hit Tyreek Hill right. 
stomach. The ball came out, and Brian Cook would not let the play in. The Minnesota Vikings. Jackson in motion to the right. 11th play of a 69-yard possession. Dobbs back to pass on third down. He stays in the pocket. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Brandon Powell, the former Falcon, has beaten the Atlanta Falcons with a six-yard touchdown pass from Josh Dobbs. 30-28 Minnesota with 20 seconds to go. The Houston Texans. Stroud in the gun, empty backfield after motion. First down to the Bucks, 15. 10 seconds to go. CJ gets the snap. CJ looking, throwing to the end zone. Yes! 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 Excel with the reception. Rock and roll. My goodness. You know, a few weeks ago you said, Houston, we have a quarterback. That was a few years ago, but yes. (laughs) A few years ago. I thought you said a few weeks ago. Uh, that is the defining moment of the welcome to Houston, C.J. Stroud. That is the moment right there. Just retweeted that poll. You've got time. couple hours left before we have to reveal the After Hours TD of the week. Devontae Smith, that was Merrill Reese, even though it didn't sound like him. Uh, poor guy's horse. But the go-ahead touchdown, 29-yarder, man, a perfect route with the stutter step to get behind the defense. And then... Jalen Hurts dropping it in where only Devontae could grab it. And that was the go-ahead against the Cowboys. Then what I think is the most unique touchdown of the weekend in Frankfurt, Germany. Oh, and it happened against Tyreek Hill. Force fumble, scoop, and score. But there's a lateral in there for Brian Cook to be able to hustle down the sideline for the Chiefs. Mitch Holtis on Chiefs Radio. Then you've got Josh Dobbs, who will start again this weekend so the he started the first eight games of the year for the cardinals and now he's going to start for the vikings this weekend uh as they let's see they are hosting the new orleans saints i actually did check out the week 10 schedule uh but for him to be able to throw a touchdown pass with 22 seconds to go man what a cap to an incredible story where he didn't even practice with the Vikings and they didn't know his snap count until they were practicing that on the sidelines during the game. Uh, That's Paul Allen on Vikings Radio. And finally, Mark Vandermeer and company on Texans Radio. C.J. Stroud, a record-setting performance for the rookie quarterback. Six seconds remaining when he throws the game-winning touchdown. Uh, It was pretty awesome to see him connect with Tank Dell again, a 15-yarder. Uh, and don't know what the Bucks were doing on that particular possession. Maybe they were mesmerized by C.J. Stroud as well, but he went five for five on that possession, uh, including the game-winning touchdown pass. So you do have a couple hours left. You can find that poll. I just retweeted it, A-Law Radio, or you can find it on our show Twitter. Lots of responses on our Facebook page as well. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, top of the hour. Former pro soccer goalie and author Jesse Bradley will join us because Thanksgiving is on the horizon and he's one of our favorites. We're thankful for him, but he's got a brand new book called The Power of the Second Thought. I know he's been doing network TV interviews. He's been doing national radio interviews outside the sports genre. Uh, And so he let me know he had a new book and 
wants to talk about it. And we always have fun stories with him. I'll have to ask him about his family at Thanksgiving because he's got four teenagers in the house. He and his wife have four teenagers. Uh, So that's coming up at the top of the hour. And, of course, the entire show will be podcasted minutes after we... I was going to say minutes after we yell the boom, but that sounds funny. So minutes after we drop the boom here on the show, uh, we've got the podcast that's available and we put the link up. If you don't already have our podcast page favorited or bookmarked, then you can certainly find it every weekday morning on both our Twitter and our Facebook. And our phone number is 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. Okay, I'm not supposed to be peeking, but I did actually peek at some of your questions on Facebook, and one of them is, why did Craig Council go to the Cubs? Why did our beloved manager, Craig Council, go to the Cubs? Well, see, there's a good reason to grab the podcast. Some listener lambasted me earlier this week because he thought I didn't talk about the Ravens. Well, that's dumb, because I talked a lot about the Ravens on our Sunday night show into Monday. Podcast. Podcast is always the answer. Speaking of answers, Tom Brady, he's taking questions from listeners on Let's Go, and he's answering them, which, you know, I kind of feel like is cheating. Um, But it's all right. We appreciate the imitation. So he answered the question about ideal house temperature. Someone else asked him which NFL player he would have tattooed on his back if he were forced to do so. What would I get? I would get... I'd get some with Ronnie Lott tattooing some guys, you know, what I loved about him. Maybe the finger that he cut off. How about that? It's oh. just his toughness. What a what a what a stud he was. What about how many yards can you throw? Not a ball, but a pillow. Six. That's not gonna get you much employment. No, probably that. Maybe twenty yards. Twenty yards. Twenty yards. No way. Yeah, twenty yards. No way. Who could throw a pillow twenty yards? Absolutely no one. It doesn't matter if you are the world's strongest man. You can't throw a pillow. It doesn't have any type of lift or nah. What kind of pillow are we talking here? We're not talking about an oblong-shaped football pillow. We're talking about a pillow that you sleep on. It doesn't go 20 yards. That I would have a hard time believing Not even if you shot put it. it it, There's no way it gets any type of traction. And actually, it's because there would be too much drag and friction on it. In see, the air. It can't go 20 yards. See, I'm thinking of it like kind of like a discus approach maybe where like you do a couple rotations, spin, and like a couple spins, and then just kind of like a So more, like more than a shot put. A little levitation on it. like Maybe. You'd have up. to throw it really high in the air for it to be able to travel that far. But I'm also thinking like huh. like, a, like a couch pillow, like one of those could maybe yeah, go no, 20 that, yards. Those are packed differently. Right. The, a pillow that has a case, well, and, and there's the other question, does it have a pillowcase on it? Because if it has a pillowcase on it, it could get some air, and then it's almost like a parachute, and it's definitely not traveling 20 yards. No, it's going to drag it down. It is. I don't. I think that's a negative. All right, coming up next hour, did you see the Rams have a new quarterback? Also, Jesse Bradley from Seattle will join us straight ahead because he inspires us. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.